High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Joined now by the Director of Corporate Communications at Erin Road Erin, but he's always Barry Kenny to you and me. Barry, welcome to the program. Thank you, George. Travel, yeah. where? Andalusia, south of Spain. I used to be a Francophile, right? I used to think there was nothing or nothing you would want to see or do. You just think you're using yeah. the word Franco file yes. in relation <laughs> to Spain. True, absolutely. <laughs> I did. I clearly, subliminally, that registered me. I used to think France is everything. Everything you want to do is within France's borders. But actually, Spain has taken over for me and Andalusia exclusively. This has everything. This now, you has, pronounce it in a very English way. I do, I do, because we're not going to go into any of that nonsense here. Right? I want people to understand what we're talking about, George, right? Okay. Uh, people know Andalusia because people fly to Malaga all the time and they go to the various resorts. There's a lovely train line that brings you along to Tarmelinas and Fuengirola, if that's where you want to go. Uh, but there's so much more to this as a region of Spain because it's got culture, it's got food, it's got history, architecture, beaches, mountains, even skiing in the winter okay. in Sierra now, Nevada. Tell a fellow who doesn't share your love of Spain really? where, right. where Andalusia is. Oh, right. Okay. Well, <laughs> clearly, you have, you have the linguistic skills. There's a, there's a line on that. We start with Malaga itself. It's a really charming city. Where is city. it? It's right down the south of Spain. I mean, obviously, you, you, you fly in there. It is along to the east. As you were, If you're looking right. from Gibraltar, it is over to the east from there. And it's a really charming city, uh, dominated by its castle, but it's got a pedestrianised heart with broad walkways where the beautiful people wander day and night and of course you've got that really late night and lively Spanish scene that all their cities seem to have. I have to say, right, I think but this is Lagerlout country. Is no, it? this is the thing. The city of Malaga itself is is really quite pleasant, refined. Yes, there are resorts, but I mean that's the thing this part of the world. If you want to go and want to drink from dawn to dusk, you have that option in uh, the resorts we mentioned. But if you want to have, I mean, Malaga has a beautiful city beach as well. It has the Picasso Museum. Um, it has swanky hip hotels with rooftop bars pools on the rooftops for you to lay out as well. So a really good place to start, but I would always move on from it because there's so much to But you fly into Malaga. You fly into Malaga. You also fly into Seville, but we'll come to Seville. Malaga, presumably Aer Lingus, is it? Aer Lingus and Ryanair. And if you want to travel this summer, you can still get return flights for less than €200 from both of them. So if you're looking for a good deal for the summer, it's still available. Uh, Go inland now to a town called Ronda. I don't know if you have heard of Ronda. Ronda a la Turk by Dave Brubeck, no? Not quite, no. This is one of these Pueblos, Pueblos Blancos, the white towns yeah. uh, that are dotted all around this region. And it's built on the most magnificent gorge. There's a hundred metre deep gorge right split in the middle of this town. In the middle of it? Yeah, and it's, it links, there's a bridge, uh, the Puente Nuevo, which links the two parts of it. So from above, on the gorge, from below, it is absolutely spectacular. And its other great attraction, uh, given this is a recurring theme on Travel Tuesdays, animal cruelty, is its bullring. Uh, <laughs> it is actually claims to be the home of bullfighting. Um, really? Yeah, an equestrian school for the aristocracy was founded in 1572 to teach them how to ride and fight. And they used bulls as part of the training. But uh, hold on a while. Yeah. The difference between Portugal and Spain in these matters of animal cruelty yes. is the Portuguese do it on horseback whereas the Spaniards do it with the matador on his feet. In Am Ro- I right in, or wrong? In Ronda they do it both ways. I see. And there's a fabulous okay. festival at the start of September. I have to say, if you're there at the start of September, it is worth going to see because it is uh, obviously a very 
stylized pageant that, that proceeds. Sure. It is entirely stacked against I the bull. I never heard of uh, uh, Of course. Uh, the, but the bull ring itself is one of the most famous in Spain. And people might recognize it. Madonna featured it in her video for the single Take a Bow, which I know you hum along to in the shower every morning. Um, but it is an absolutely it's, it's basically, if you close your eyes now and never seen, uh, never been to a bull ring and picture what one would look like, this is it's, so... If I was picturing now in the audience would be Ernest Hemingway and Earl Flynn and Ava Gardner. Hemingway featured this bullring no, in the he? Dangerous Summer. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, and right outside is the Plaza de España which features in For Whom the Bell Tolls or sorry inspired a scene in For Whom the Bell Tolls where the fascists were rounded up or walked through the town beaten and jeered and forced over the cliff. And the cliff of course is the the edge of the gorge that uh, dominates wow, Rhonda. Okay. I also have to, have to, and I don't normally go down to the detail of individual hotels, but there's a, the most idiosyncratic hotel I've ever stayed in is in Rhonda. It's called Enfrente Arte. Uh, you'll know it by the um, image of the Volkswagen van that sticks out near the front of it. It's the reception point. It is a free bar for guests. Yes, uh, and self-service with it. Okay, it also (laughs) just for no particular reason, halfway up as you go from the bar area to the rooms, has a little pool with the fish in it, and you can dip your feet into it, and the fish will give you the uh, the pedicure. The piranhas. Yes, exactly, and has views over the mountain, the tapas all over the town. I must say, it is it is a must see in Europe, Rhonda. And if you are in Malaga and you don't have the time, but you want to do a day trip, Renfe, the, the the Spanish railway company often on special day trips up with entry to the Bullring Museum as part of the ticket. So, worth doing. Oh, and I've never heard of it. Really? I, I, a man as cultured as you. Well, I'll tell you why yeah. about Spain and yes. me in a minute. Okay. But we'll go further on because you're including Gibraltar in this. Yeah. Even, of course, though it's British. Exactly. Well, it is for now, of course. And if <laughs> yeah. there is a, if there is one country that's affected more than Ireland uh, by Brexit, it's Gibraltar who voted 96% to remain. So uh, they're worried, and they're worried about Spanish looking lustingly at uh, this little rock that they've looked at for some time. Why do I like it? Do I love it? It's a slice of weirdness. I mean, it really is. It's this British enclave. It's more British than Britain itself in terms of all its red post boxes. It's like they just absolutely cling to this. Also the fact that the uh, airport there... Uh, runs uh, across the main road going in. So if there's a plane landing, uh, the traffic lights come and you've got to stop going in. But now, you know how we know if Gibraltar has come back to Spain, don't yeah. you? How so? Did I know? No. When the monkeys leave Gibraltar... The Barbary apes. The Barbary apes. <laughs> when the monkeys leave Gibraltar, yes. it goes back to Spain. Well, they are there in abundance. Are and, they? Yeah, and hold on to your food and hold on to your belongings because they will relieve you of it if uh, you don't really? do so. Yeah. Okay. But I, lo- I, say I love it. I love the rock. I love the fact it's the confluence of the Mediterranean, the Atlantic and Europe and Africa. And it's good. Look, it's a, it's, it's a pit stop along the way. And presumably in its past, it must have been a great naval station, I Absolute, would have thought. A- absolutely. And indeed... And uh, do you see some of that in, now? The, in, there are still, yes, there are still defences. There are still, there's still that heritage as well. And of course, what you will often see is uh, Coast Guards uh, rushing out to intercept uh, drug transfers across the Straits of Gibraltar. Uh, You can also go whale watching as well, I should say. Next section is probably my favourite section in in all of Andalusia. It's the coastline from Tarifa to Cadiz. And again, I'm anglicising the latter, uh, to say the least. The Costa de la Luz. Um, And if, if you picture Spanish 
tourism and the Spanish coastline as being high-rise, dense developments with not an inch to spare on the beach. This is your antidote. There is nothing like it. In many ways, I hate revealing it because it is so nice. Sorry, Barry. I mean, I just assumed every piece of coastal stuff was covered with a hotel or a villa. Absolutely not. I mean, Tarifa is one of the major centres here. It's got less than 20,000 people living there. It's a huge kite surfing, windsurfing centre. You can go back into these windy old streets and again, the whitewashed houses. Uh, They have a reggae festival there in August in their bullring. I should say most areas (laughs) have bullrings in this area. So you go around, there's a few little beaches along the way. And this is the one I really don't want to give away, but we have to. It's a little town called Los Canos de Mecca. And it has the most spectacular uh, beaches. It is inexplicable why it's so undeveloped. Uh, but there's nothing over two stories high in the place. And uh, you have swathes of beaches, all the room you could want. You can do cliff walks, these sandy cliffs, uh, right along the coastline, mountain biking if you want. Also, the Cabo to Trafalgar is there, where Admiral Nelson right, routed the Spanish fleet in 1805. And uh, beautiful sunset bars, lovely little these chiringuitos, these little fresh fish bars where the locals go and eat. And you can also, even though Valencia is the home but, of... But, uh, yeah. Hold on now. Yeah. I'm talking to Barry Kenny. Uh, it's Travel Tuesday, of course, I'm talking about Andalusia. Um, the extraordinary thing here, mm. I must say, yeah. like, this is a totally different Spain That's, from yeah. the Spain yeah. but I, I know so, and don't love. It's so accessible. And it, and it will change. I, I mean, I would say... Like all Spanish cities, I mean, if you take in not just this uh, region, if you take in the Madrids, the San Sebastians, uh, yeah. uh, the Barcelonas, I mean, Spanish cities have a life and have an energy uh, that you don't find in much other places. I mean, they are all night in terms of their bars and restaurants, their festivals, and we'll come to a couple of those in a moment, um, are unique. Uh, but this is just an area that they just seem to have kept for themselves. Um, really? the, the other aspect of it, of course, is, is that it is influenced by the Moors uh, coming over and yeah. uh, uh, the, that Arab influence is everywhere. Little foodie towns again, a place called Vejer de la Frontera. You go up to this place, there are restaurants there where the Arabs seem to be in charge still in terms of the, the tagine-based uh, cuisine. Um, and then Cadiz itself, it's Spain's, if not Europe's, oldest city. It dates from the 8th century BC. Uh, the Romans heaped praise, George, on its culinary, sexual and musical delights. I was, <laughs> I, I was only able to try two of the three for you, but it is a city to get stuck into to, to eat, drink and be merry. Oh, chaotic bars. This is just, it's just what great fun. What do you call fun. a chaotic bar? You just great fun and the plates are clattering and the food is flying past your ear and the drinks are coming out and the, 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 the barmen are roaring their orders. It is Great fun. Again, a warren of streets uh, in the old town. What's the name of this place? Cadiz, or Cadiz, as you might, or Cai, I think, as they actually do pronounce it. Right. um, Now, of course... We're saying right now, peak Cadiz, because the 10 days of the carnival are on right now, and basically, they're probably not awake yet. Anything goes like... It's just... I mean, you got... It's like the best of Machnus, the best of St. Patrick's Day, the best of every festival you've ever heard and rolled into one, costumes, singing. All right. And now, Barry, the great advantage of modern technology is uh, Barry Kenny's wit and wisdom is preserved forever on podcast, which you can find on com forward slash high noon. And... Uh, uh, 
Stop! Stop, Barry, says Paul. I bought it in Chiclana 12 years ago. It's a secret. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> Sorry, just the two of us, Paul. So. Yeah. Uh, somebody's growing veg down there in Cadiz, and they think it's the nicest town on the planet. Mm-hmm. And then Shane Norton says, people know more than you think about it. And Lucia, Rhonda, Jerez, uh, yes. and all these, they are places to go and see real Spain. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, that's about it. I don't have time now to mention Jerez. I don't have time now to mention Cordoba, one of the, the great uh, places in terms. I, I know, yes. Oh, by the way, <laughs> yeah. there's a pair of Dublin dueling pistols in the bullring. Really? Ra- okay, yeah. well, I clearly now, he sped prints, past that museum. JD <laughs> spells it Rhonda, which is... Uh, Help me, Rhonda. Uh, yeah. yeah. But there's no H in No H Rhonda. in this, Rhonda, absolutely. Okay. But do take me to Granada, surely. Okay, yeah. Granada, I mean, the Alhambra, that's what it's all about. This is uh, built between the 11th and 14th centuries for the, the sultans and the emirs, and it is a network of palaces and gardens and museums. If you think you're the type of person, and sometimes I, I think think this myself, that does not want to spend time in kind of museum-type homes, forget about it. Walk up the hill to the Alhambra. You will spend all day there despite yourself because it really is, it, there's, there's no describing it uh, in terms of the, the variety, in terms of the, the ornate design uh, in the homes, in terms of the perfectly preserved uh-huh. gardens. Uh, I, I, I really recommend it. But don't go without telling me about the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, well, I think it's actually Guns of the Magnificent One of Seven. Them. Yes. Almeria. The Magnificent Seven was in Mexico. Yeah, Almeria. Um, and is dominated by the desert, is dominated by Cabo de Gato. But for a time, of course, it became a mini Hollywood. And uh-huh. uh, you have uh, Sergio Leone for a few dollars more, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, both uh, partially right, filmed okay. there. Once Upon a Time in the West, uh, which is a magnificent Western with uh, yeah. uh, James Henry Fonda, Woods. I think. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, I was thinking of America for a second. Yes, you're right. Henry Fonda and Charles Bronson as harmonica in a uh, in a unforgettable opening scene. Right. You can also some of the scenes from Lawrence of Arabia uh, and you can go to the mini Hollywood or Oasis uh, to see these old preserved towns uh, that are still used occasionally for film. Well, uh, have you heard about the Irish regiments and the Battle of Tarifa? The tricolour gets raised there once every year to mark the battle. Irish regiments of the Spanish and British Army held a town against Napoleon. Well, and some Rob landed there by accident on the day of the raising of the tricolour. That was not, not St. Patrick's Day. No, it was no. a different time. Right. No, it's not extraordinary. Absolutely. Can I tell you about my current connection to Spain? Yes. I'm reading Anthony Beaver's scholarly work on the Spanish Civil War. Yeah, I, I started once upon a time. Uh, put it down I said I'll get back to that I think that was about seven years ago yes, so we'll get there yeah, you know yeah, it, uh, but it's, uh, it's which a, he wrote before Stalingrad oh I before yeah, all of that yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. but uh, to un- interestingly in the 1930s mm. the Catholic Church ruled Spain yeah. but only 3% of the people went to mass right okay <laughs> that, and well quickly on the, on the Catholicism Seville and Semana Santa uh, the, the Easter week uh, is something to see as well. You've got these guys, the penitents going, the brotherhoods going around in the domed capes that make them look like the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Uh, and they have these tableaus of biblical scenes of indeed Easter week scenes that they parade around the streets. 
And one thing, because we, of course, have this kind of reverence for Good Friday and we don't drink, the guys in the Brotherhoods who are going out the processions, they're in the bars for quite some time before it starts. Um, All right. You're getting terrible criticism from a pedant. Okay. Uh, because we're a radio, radio programme <laughs> that has pedants right. by the score. Yes. He's unhappy with your pronunciation. Well, you're here to improve matters, George. <laughs> Barry Kenny, bank next Tuesday. Thanks very much, Barry.